Hi, and welcome to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, highlighting artists, teachers, authors, and philanthropists of the regenerative movement, people who are committed to a planetary purpose. My name is Julian Guderlei, and in today's episode, I am hosting an interview with Rodrigo Cunha, and we're both interviewing Ernesto van Peborg. And so for that introduction, firstly, um, this is the first episode we're doing this together. Rodrigo, welcome to be my co-host. Thank you, Julian. So nice to be here again, this time as a co-host of this episode. Thank you for making the space for us to, to speak about Rehumans. Yes, and we'll do a, a few episodes with Rehumans, an event series, kind of a learning incubator, and, and like Rehumans, regenerative humans that Rodrigo and his co-founder Ernesto have gathered around the world. And so with these words, we'll interview Ernesto today. And Ernesto is an entrepreneur, an engineer who holds an MBA from Harvard University. He now creates systemic interactive networks by applying social technology and knowledge management. He applies the potential of social media to catalyze a cultural change from the collaborative ways of working. He's also the founder of a multidisciplinary team called El Viaje Odiseo and is dedicated to the finding of solutions for sustainability at the organization and knowledge levels. Uh, Odiseo has offices in Buenos Aires and Sao Paulo and has clients in Latin America, the US and Europe. Ernesto has also published a number of books about sustainability, collaborative business, complex systems, knowledge, commons, and human evolution. And so with these words, very excited to have a dialogue, the three of us. Welcome to the show, Ernesto. Yeah. El Viaje de Odiseo is a, is a trip that I took uh, like 16 years ago after 20 years of predatory um, private equity, neoliberal activity. Um, I, I consider myself, I considered myself at that time a predator. Uh, during more than two decades, I, I was in communion with this extractive system. My bearings were uh, internal rate of return. And I woke up suddenly after running, running seven marathons self-sustained across the desert of Atacama and decided to analyze how the new technology, this was in 2004, how the advent of the internet could create new systems of organization for humanity, how this new language like McLuhan expressed, you know, uh, there are quantum leaps in consciousness of humanity once a new language comes into existence. And I, I consider at that time that the internet, the language that we started to use to build new social relationships could um, create a, an evolution in consciousness for humanity. Um, that seemed to happen in the initial, uh, when, when this decentralized internet um, came into being. Um, and I'm still very hopeful of that. Today we have kind of two forces, the netarchic capitalism um, led by Google and Facebook and, and, and other platforms. Um, but probably blockchain uh, came into the resistance in order to find new ways of 
decentralized knowledge and make uh, processes more transparent, transparent and more trustful. Uh, so that is kind of what El Viaje de Odiseo means, Odiseo's journey uh, in English. That is what I'm, I try to surf. I'm a surfer and this is an enormous wave and I try to be in the point break where the energy of the wave takes you uh, with the, the biggest force. And this is quite difficult, but that's what I try to do. Beautiful. And that, that's led you and Rodrigo to co-star Rehumans together. And maybe because we have both of you on the line, let's, let's hear a little bit more about these last few events that happened in New York and San Francisco and um, I think Sao Paulo as well, right? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll give an intro, Rodrigo, and then you can jump in. Um, this whole movement of, of Rehuman started in Sao Paulo with a book that Rodrigo is publishing now called Humanos de Negocios. And the concept works very well in Spanish and in Portuguese, but it doesn't work in English because a business humans does not capture the essence uh, that the translation has in Spanish. So we were trying to find uh, this uh, meme, this concept in English, and it was coined by uh, John Fullerton. John Fullerton is uh, the founder of the Capital Institute, and I was having the same conversation that I'm having with you, trying to explain what Humanos de Negocios was and telling him business human doesn't work as a concept because it doesn't capture the essence. And he looked at me and he said, regenerative humans. And for me, it was a moment where I felt that he was uh, drawing a sword and putting that sword on my head and naming me a knight of this new order of regenerative humans. I felt that the concept was, is so powerful to have as a human, the purpose of regenerating is so strong. As a purpose, it goes beyond any purpose I had imagined in my life, you know, before this. Um, so that's, uh, and then Rodrigo coined the concept into rehumans, that is the abbreviation of regenerative humans. And uh, it sprouted in, in, in a gathering in New York like in May of last year, now a recent event in San Francisco. Yes, and uh, just to tell you a little bit, uh, Julian and friends who are listening to this, uh, we have a beautiful, we had a beautiful, beautiful gathering in San Francisco. And we experimented this time a, a different thing, which was uh, using a work of uh, this uh, uh, man called D.N. Elgin, which is uh, an environmentalist from the 70s. And he's uh, writing a book called The Great Transition for Humankind, trying to envision what's, how's going to be our next decades. And what are the, the challenges that we are going to go through? And then uh, we used a timeline based on the stages that he envisioned that will happen. And then we asked people to put a stone on the 
year they think they're gonna leave this planet, you know, live for the good or for whatever. And then it was like a humbling experience to try to learn until when are you going to be here in this place? And what, what are you going to do until that, that time? And, and then uh, what's gonna be happening in those moments in time? And then uh, we had the, the gift of having uh, my family there as well. And I have three kids, Augusto, who is 15 years old, and Vicente, who is 11 years old. And then we brought them and asked them to, bring, to put a stone in the place where they think they would live the planet. It was uh, such a powerful thing to see ourselves represented in those stones and, and try to understand. So I, I know I have a limit, limited time of life in this place here, what can I do with that? So it creates a sense of urgency. And also it brings a kind of uh, hope and, and grieve everything at the same moment in, the, in, the, in that very room. It makes people think, uh, why am I doing here? And how can I help, you know, to create a better, uh, a, a more smooth, uh, if we can say that, transition in the next decades. So it was kind of a very powerful experience, uh, very humbling. And uh, it created those strong bonds between the, the participants. It was a moment to, to talk about, you know, possible things that we can do, how our projects are being helpful for that transition, how can we create bonds between ourselves so we can leverage the things that, that we are doing. So I think it was very, um, very compelling. Very powerful, very great overview and insight into that last event you guys hosted and, and just re-humans, re regenerative humans, people on a journey that are ready to take this purpose, right? This purpose of regenerating our systems together. And so let me maybe ask the, 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 the first question on my mind or the first question that might be in many people's minds, like in both of your words, like what does it take in this world right now? Like what is, what is most needed from, from these regenerative humans to to an act to make real, um, to help this transition as it is 2020 right now? What I feel in, in both uh, events, in New York and San Francisco, the emergence of a new spirit, uh, a more committed and loving individual that finds a new balance between being and doing, uh, we, I myself, during the last years, I was driven by the necessity of doing. And that leaves outside of your uh, action or yourself a number of, 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 of feelings or actions, um, like uh, compassion, love, uh, empathy. And what I feel is that uh, these rehumans that are emerging all over the world is a new kind of spirit that looks at the world from a completely different perspective. Uh, they are awakened into action, but action from a different perspective of, of collaboration or co-construction. Um, the Rehumus events act, uh, function like acupuncture points, both 
in the locations where they take place, but as a process of healing both the collective and the individual that participates there. Uh, most of the people that have, we've, we tried 30 to, to, to create a circle where people find a connection of trust and love in order to move forward to resolve or regenerate. Um, the, the people have uh, incredible projects that are most of them projects of regeneration or uh, tries to solve um, sustainability problems. But what we find, and I'm speaking for myself there, but I think it's the feeling of, of everybody, is a space of healing, of knowing that we are not alone, that uh, we can sit for a while in a space of trust and say, this is going to be very difficult, but there is hope we're going to make it through. But uh, I would like to share my feelings with you before I go back into action. And what the, these circles of humans, what, uh, what they generate is this um, emergence of uh, a new approach towards the world, approach based on, like Joanna Macy would say, the vision of the radical interdependence of all phenomena, balanced with a new connection in these networks of trust, uh, compassion, and love. Uh, it seems very abstract what I'm saying, because you need to feel it in that circle. Um, but uh, what I think we are managing to do through Rehumans is connect people from a different perspective that doesn't come from the mind, it comes from the heart. It comes from uh, giving in, uh, trusting, and uh, creating collectively from, from that perspective. Mm -hmm. So if I uh, can add something and then ask you something uh, also, Ernesto. And now, uh, Julian, we've been talking about that for quite a while, and of course with Ernesto, which is uh, we need to create a new narrative, right? A new story that will bring us uh, together, which is uh, different from the actual definition that we have about success nowadays. Yeah? Success nowadays like to build the next unicorn, a billion dollars company, and then you're gonna be, you know, recognized by the system that you are a great guy because you were able to do that. And, and that uh, has been creating a, a place where people are always looking for that. And some few people will actually achieve that. And in the process, they will have to give something away in order to, to, to have that, which is their own lives most of the times, you know, because they are so worried about, you know, building that next thing. and and thinking about numbers all the time, looking at uh, spreadsheets, and this is life consuming. And when I, uh, when I feel that we gather this uh, kind of humans that are trying to build something that are bigger than themselves, or you no, know, it's uh, something that is good to the whole, to the, to the planet itself, it gives me a lot of hope. 
And also, how do you think uh, those people are able to, to put in place this, this new narrative, this new story, and how did it come out from the gathering in San Francisco? I think what we experience is the emergence of this new narrative. It's very difficult to explain because uh, in a system, one of the main properties of, the, uh, of a system is the emergence from the interaction and flow of knowledge and experiences. What we ask people when they enter this room where we create the circle is to leave their shoes outside, their egos outside, and the projects outside. And that creates um, a very profound conversation that comes from a space of vulnerability, of the willingness of creating something together. And what actually emerges is a new language. I think before this new narrative that is kind of the objective, one of the objectives of our humans, we need for that new narrative, the creation of, new, uh, of a new language. And that new language, because it's new, it's only understood if you are vibrating in a certain frequency. Uh, it's not a language that is put into words, it's a language that is um, exchanged in our circle with people uh, trusting and are listening. I think what the, the great, the, the great um, success probably of, of the humans is a place that the person that has really something important to say from a collective per perspective is really listened by an enormous amount of, of people. And the, the process of listening uh, incorporates into the collective some sort of healing, something really emerges from the system that is not at that point in time in place in any of the individuals, but it's something that belongs to that group. And that creates this concept of, of, of trust and the commitment to keep on going. From the gathering in New York, we have a core group that uh, participates in finding ways to move this forward into other fields and other spaces. As a matter of fact, uh, three of the, of, of the people that participated in the first gathering in New York were kind of anchors, hosts, and facilitators in the San Francisco event. So this is something that is starting to move um, systemically into something that we don't know uh, how it will evolve. We know it's evolve, evolving in a, in a very loving and powerful direction. Yeah, so this is, this is really curious. I'm, I love that both of you kind of uh, gave it such a clear um, framework and description of like 
how people are gathering. Um, even before we go deeper into who is gathering, and then you know, we'll have more episodes in highlighting some of those people. I want to quote um, Margaret Mead and, 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 and that, that very famous quote that never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. Right. And so for us to meet, as Anessa, as you were saying so eloquently, like to meet in a new kind of spirit and from the heart, even if we wanted to, to amplify this a little bit more, it's not just the heart, it's a synchronized head. Uh, head brain, heart brain, and gut brain, right? It's, it's like your physical being, your emotional being, and your uh, thinking being are engaged. And, and as such, very new concepts and contexts are possible. And so I want to dive into one of them, and that is trust. And you mentioned it, both of you mentioned it. Um, and I want to explore trust um, from the perspective of rehumans and, and the, the, the learnings you guys have, have made so far. Like, um, I often ask what is required for trust to happen for you in an individual cosmos. But now that you're seeing that big picture thinkers and big picture action takers are meeting in your, um, your program and in rehumans and in this gathering, like what are we learning about trust? And, and, and is that maybe part of the next frontier? Okay. Let me, let me try to, to speak about that. Uh, so, we understand that uh, in those moments when you need to collaborate on something that is bigger than yourself, you gotta trust that other person, right? Nowadays, we know how to collaborate transactionally very well. So you have a project, I have a project, we both get together, and that will be good for us. Like we're doing here right now, right? We have uh, the Green Planet, Planet podcast, we have the humans, we're, we're gathering and talking about that. This is easy, right? But what happens when you have to collaborate on something like what happened in Puerto Rico uh, two years ago and now again because of the earthquake. People were, were out of water for like months without energy. How do you get together and find a place where you can cook food, find people shelter, you know, create uh, possibilities for them to re re reconstruct their lives? That is difficult. That is difficult. How do you, how do you put people together on that, on that environment? And that's, uh, we, we're trying to to explore and understand how to create trust in a very uh, short amount of time, you putting together people that don't know each other. And then what we try to do in these uh, gatherings is uh, we start the day with a very profound uh, question, which is, what was the most vulnerable moment in your in your life, and what have you learned from that? And then people. Of course, it depends on how you start that, and then we, we, we give the, the tone, right? We, 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 we put the bar in the place where we believe they should be, and then we, we tell a really open heart uh, experience we had, and then we create room for people to tell their own experiences. And it's beautiful, you know, people really speak from the heart, they cry, you know, they, they try to find the right words, they reconnect to their childhood, and when you say something like that in a very vulnerable position, you create the possibility for someone else to connect with you in, this, in that space of trust, that field of trust. And I think uh, we were very successful in, in trying that experiment in New York, and then we, we've done that again in San Francisco, and it actually worked. So we took uh, like the whole morning for that. It seems like a lot of time. But it's not possible to create trust if you don't use that time and you don't get to know the people that are in front of you. And we're not asking people to tell about their projects because when that happens, you're probably gonna put a mask on, you're gonna sell, you're gonna pitch something, right? We don't want that. We want to 
to learn from that person who she or he really is. And that's only through a story that has changed their lives. And I, I think from that point of trust that we can build something else. And then when someone else connects to someone else that was in that same room, those people didn't know each other before, they will have a relationship in a different level already. And this is about trust. I, I think we need to trust. Once I was in a retreat with Ernesto and we were uh, asked to talk about trust, who do we trust? And the first thing that I said was that I trust humankind. It is, uh, someone said, wow, that is bold. And I said, yes, that is bold. But what else if you don't trust humankind? It's going to happen, you know? You have to trust it. That's what I think, at least. You have to trust us. Trust the process. Ernesto, do, do you want to share something more on the topic of trust and how that developed during the Rehumans meetings? I think it's uh, going back to to basics. I think uh, our species thrive through its evolution by by trusting. I think um, we are now in a moment of separation, uh, competition, and individualism. But I guess that uh, trust is inherent in our souls. Uh, so, is, uh, so is love and so is compassion. So it's, uh, I think we, we are relearning what are the basics of what it really means to, to be human. And it's not that, that difficult, but because it's already there. We need to recode ourselves or reprogram ourselves out of the structure that we acquired in the last 300, 400 years, uh, where we became um, moved into competition, individualism, materialism, etc. And it's been so easy in these two events to create this field of trust, um, where people share incredible experiences during the morning about themselves, uh, finding that uh, space of vulnerability that creates this field of trust at an individual level that permits in the afternoon of the events uh, approach the vulnerability of the planet or the species. And that is where the, the construction takes place once you you find a field of trust that permits you to have a constructive conversation that leaves competition and uh, individualism as outside we we come again as a as the social and trustful species Yeah, that's quite quite the journey to re um, renew, renovate, reimagine, regenerate our story, right? Our existence and like the the base question of who are we? And I think trust is an interesting one. And in this cohort of the three of us, we we maybe see trust as a very carrying uh, role. I also um, I was just in, in Davos in Switzerland and encountered a lot of those 
yeah, very questioning uh, perspectives about trust. Of like, really, you 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 trust that humanity has the ability to to steer the ship around, and really, you trust other people, but haven't they proven that uh, you can't trust others? And so, I think fundamentally, this is part of our narrative, as you guys were just um, explaining and expressing so so beautifully that when when the trust is lacking there is very little as possible and when we establish the trust and take the time for it we're relating in a, in a very 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 different way i want to know a little bit more about rehumans as this is the first time i have both of you on a, a recorded call here and i want to understand about the next steps and the next destinations and and some of the plans that you can maybe already kind of give us some insight into ernesto and rodrigo so we um, people listening can understand if this rehumans is a community for them, if this is something they can join, if this is something we can maybe uh, learn learn together and, and, and grow. Great. Uh, thank you for that question. Uh, actually, we need, we need uh, humans to be rehumans with us. Uh, the idea is to, to uh, create a model that, that's going to be replicated in many different cities of the world. And we need uh, rehumans acting as ambassadors in, in those cities. Uh, the next one, uh, or maybe we can have another one before that, but uh, we're going to have one event in Mexico in October. Mexico City, one of the participants was there. And he said, I want to bring the torch to Mexico City. And then we were, yes, right away, why don't we do this? So we're going to have one event there. We're probably going to have one in Barcelona by the middle of this year. And we plan to have another one in Asia. But the plan is uh, we're going to create this, uh, this model, this toolkit that people can use wherever they are. And we are going to, to speak about you know, how, how to do the, the creation of the people that's going to be there. It's kind of uh, hard sometimes to understand, uh, shall we call that person a human or not? Based on trust, everyone is a human, right? But some people are more aware of the role on that so they can actually bring forward that, that vision and gather other people like uh, the ones that we were speaking about. And so how to identify who is a human or not. And sometimes they say, if you are standing in front of someone and you are in kind of doubt if that person is a human or not, maybe, maybe she's not, you know? And then, uh, but how can you say that? How can you tell that? I don't know, it's like something you feel and you gotta find those people put them together, understand how, how to collaborate, but how can you do that? So we're gonna you know, deliver this toolkit so anyone yeah, who wants to light the torch can, can do that and can read the meditation that we do in the beginning of the day, which is very powerful and important to create this field. And also how to use that, that timeline we mentioned about and how to uh, contain the, the dialogue between among those, those uh, elements. And then in the end, we'll have something that we are going to be proud of and help to nourish and nurture and create this network of, of people around the planet. As Ernesto said, those are going to be acupuncture points. And we, we have to, to know at least whenever I want to do something in Asia, who I can count on, on that given project or whatever. If we have those rehumans spread it all over the world, then we, we know who to count on. You know, we need those local ambassadors to, to help us put this vision in place. So if you are listening to this and you are interested in making that happen, please uh, enter there in our website. It's easy, www.rehumans.us. 
and send us a note and then we can talk about that. Yes, I would add that um, I think Rodrigo first and then I joined him in this uh, road. Um, were the first ones to carry this torch uh, in a very, very simple and ancient uh, concept. Gather a group of people, sit them in a circle, have a conversation about being and not doing, you know? Uh, uh, whenever somebody jumps and starts speaking about their projects, etc., uh, the energy changes completely in the circle because this is not about the individuals it's about a group of people trying to find solutions uh, through the connection through a deep and trustworthy connection and the the, con the, the concept is so simple that uh, what we are trying to do now is who are different human ambassadors in the world that want to create the circle in order to have conversations and jump into a network of people that are doing so in different parts of the world. Uh, because we have already a group of humans in, in Argentina, in Brazil, in the East Coast, the West Coast, we move into Mexico, Barcelona, etc. And we have people just raising their hands to do it in different parts of, of, of Europe and even in New Zealand. So I guess um, it's only a question of, of committing to organize this. We have a basic toolkit that we put into practice and it works. Uh, but again, it's as simple as gathering a group of people in order to have a conversation from the heart and not from the, the mind and the, the doing. Powerful. I'd love to, you, you both have given us such, such like beautiful descriptions of that experience. I'd love to hear, because you're both also like excellent storytellers, maybe like one or two like really down to earth examples of what has already happened or what kind of connection um, came, to, came to play or what kind of vulnerability was shared obviously um, within the anonymity or maybe from the personal angle of the two of you. So. Um, okay, I'll, I'll share a brief one and then I can jump in. Uh, so uh, during the, the event, during the gathering in the afternoon, we had this beautiful walk in this park in front of the venue we, we organized it, which is a Sivana house, a beautiful place in San Francisco. And then uh, I was speaking to, to a friend, uh, her name is Amanda, Joy Haverhills, she's uh, head of uh, Buckminster Fuller Institute. And then uh, in that conversation, I came out very optimistic and full of hope and then she was, saying that we have the means to um, make the temperatures go down into 2040 from from uh, 2040 on if you want to do that because we we are able to do that and that was like asking her okay so what's happening in the planet right now is that wealth is being more and more concentrated in the hand of few individuals how can we change that 
you know, it's kind of uh, immoral today to like be a billionaire. Some people are, she, you know, she mentioned about J.K. Rowling, the, the writer of uh, Harry Potter. And then she said she was a billionaire before and then she wanted to become a millionaire. So she gave away part of her fortune, you know, in the giving pledge or whatever is happening. And she said that most of the uh, most powerful people in the world are kind of, you know, looking into that and wanting to put energy and money in those initiatives that can help us to be more in harmony with the planet. And I was like, you know, really asking her about that. And she was so secure and she was so uh, full of uh, trust and that can be done. And she also, also mentioned the, the, the Drawn Doll project by Paul Hawking. I think they're involved. That lists a, a lot of possibilities and opportunities that we have ahead. So I came out of this very positive lens on that, that you know, I'm, I'm not the one trusting that technology will save us. We can save us I and mean, we can put energy to make that happen. And knowing that people are you know, kind of more and more uh, aware of that, that we have to do something, otherwise going above the 1.5 centigrades that can be a runaway effect. And she was like say, saying though, someday maybe, uh, Venus was like Earth, and nowadays Venus is just a giant gas bubble, and that we can eventually become that. And she said, you know, some people say that the planet is going to be fine, we might be extinct. In fact, life can be extinct on planet Earth, and that's so pressing. And also knowing that we can do something about that made me very optimistic. And then I asked her to share that with the whole group, and then she she talked a little bit about that, went through some of the projects they they are delivering right now. And I don't know, for me, it was like, wow, this was worth because, you know, reading the news and uh, seeing what's happening around the planet. Uh, yesterday, we had this massive flood here in Sao Paulo. After 37 years, like the whole city stopped and that's going to be happening more and more. So are we going to sit down and watch this happen or are we going to do something? And I believe we humans are the ones on the front line doing something. Yeah, I would add that this burst of optimism, hope, to put it away from different people into the collective, creates an enormous uh, jump in the opportunities that are there for us to, to capture and, and develop. Uh, when I spoke before about healing is this, you find in the group somebody that brings a completely optimistic perspective that enlightens everybody uh, into a new level of, of, of commitment, action and hope. Um, and I think this is the wonderful thing that we're humans has because you have such a diversity of of perspectives and um, and and projects that it takes only one person and I, I I agree with you Rodrigo that Amanda brought such an amount of freshness and hope into the conversation at that moment that it changed completely the the profoundness of a, that conversation at that point in time beautiful you too thanks for a real real example and i hope we can have uh, amanda Ravenhill joy in this kind of rehuman uh, focus of green planet blue planet and, and get some more of her insights around buckminster fuller institute and 
and all the great things um, she stands for as well. Um, at the end of this dialogue, I have, I have a question to both of you, and this is kind of related to, well, you dream for the earth, but also you dream for re-humans. And so you both might know in Green Planet, Blue Planet, I ask people regularly about their vision, their holistic view for planet earth. And I feel like both of you already shared quite a bit on this idea of um, what is required to regenerate, right, in a regenerative world but maybe specifically for re-humans um, or however you want to tackle this question, but specifically for re-humans, what's your prayer? What's your wish? What's your, what's your hope, uh, Anessa? I think we aspire to have these different acupuncture points in the, uh, throughout the world and see what emerges from each, each point and see how we can aggregate everything into a, a, a system, not a coalition of people, but a system of interaction from different cities of the world uh, aggregates into something bigger than ourselves. Uh, I think that um, there is a, a human is, as I said, the emergence of a new spirit, a new commitment, a new perspective of looking at things. And if we manage to network uh, this systems, system of nodes uh, from different parts of the world, that narrative is going to emerge because we have connections from different parts of the world. And uh, from my uh, point of view, um, I hope you we finally understand that we are just another species in this planet that is a living organism and act accordingly. Not that we have to conquer, dominate whatever nature, because we are nature, we are part of this. And it's not something that we wanna achieve or conquest or uh, I don't know the, the right word for that because it's, it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> and I, I think we are finally with the hardest possible way understanding that, that we are tiny species. We are very inventive and genius. We are capable of doing so many beautiful things. And it's time to do that. Thank you both so much for, for the time and for sharing on this. It sounds like there's planetary innovation labs being built on certain nodal points and acupuncture points. And they are populated by re-humans connecting and collaborating in new ways. And, and, and I'm excited for the conversations to come to highlight some of those re-humans. Thank you so much for your time today, Ernesto and Rodrigo. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity uh, to share uh, our thoughts and probably inspire other people to take this human torch into different cities, different countries uh, and create a network of resilience and regeneration. Yes, thank you, Julian, for making this uh, so important work of highlighting people and you know, everyone that you interview in this podcast are doing great things and are such an inspiration. And I admire your work for that. Thank you for keeping doing this.
And that's that, another episode of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. I hope you truly enjoyed this one and received some insights, knowledge, and a form of learning that you can directly apply to your life, into your relationships, or maybe even into your business and the way you show up for the world. Because this is a movement and we're all part of it, very much so, and we're in this together. We're here to create a world of a triple bottom line, where you win, I win, and the entire planet wins. We're raising consciousness together, and you know that. That's why you're listening. That's why I love you. So make sure to share the love. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Invite a friend to listen to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. And if you have an idea who else you'd like me to interview, make sure you reach out and send me a suggestion. Definitely check out greenplanet-blueplanet.com, the website to the podcast. I've created a lot of different offers for you, free content, free meditations for you to amplify your connection to self, the state of social impact in the world, and for you to connect and listen to who you could support of the people that I actually interview because their missions are ongoing and a lot of them need more collaboration. And after more than 100 episodes now with some of the world's leading social impact experts, I have synthesized my most inspired learnings and takeaways to create coaching and mentorship programs for you and the people around you. Let me share with you about planetary purpose coaching and mentorship experiences. If you're in a space in your life where you're ready to level up to amplify who you are, what's coming through you and what you're doing to give your gift to the world, then I would love to hear from you. And I'd love for you to apply to one of my private mentorships or group mentorships. Because getting all of the juice, all of that life force that's in you out into the world is something you deserve and the entire world around us deserves. Also, I work with people who are entirely new to this, to the topic of planetary purpose or the topic of meditation, the topic of inside evolution and revolution. And if that's you and you're ready to step out of the ordinary and into creation, or if you know someone who is totally ready for that, make sure to check out the website or share the website. And you can also always shoot me a message on Instagram. I'll definitely read it and get back to you. Because, like, guys, this is real life. Let's be in touch and let's create this together. Last but not least, there's a few different group experiences I host, both in person and online. All of them are quantum learning environments, and I'm happy to tell you more. So simply inform yourself and stay connected, because whatever resonates with you, I'm here to support you and bring out more purpose into the world. And with that being said, wherever you are in the world, make sure to be you, show up all the way, be all in. Connect with someone today, make them smile, have yourself a stellar day. Lots of love to you and until soon.